You're listening to the podcast of Real Life Church. We love, we live, we relate. All that you have. I know that we have it all, but we want to experience all. We want to see it all. We want to drink it all. We want to eat it all. We want to marinate it all. We want to be transformed by it all. We want to be changed by it all. We want it all. Father God, not just as a theoretical declaration, but as a reality in our lives that we have full healing, full understanding, full faith, full finances, full restoration, full transformation, full everything that you have for us, Father God. And so I thank you, Father God, that you chase us down to give everything to us because of all that you gave us when Jesus died on the cross and rose up again, conquering not just sin, but conquering absolutely everything that we can have it all. And Father, we committed to learning how to embrace all and appreciate enjoy all that you have already given us so that that can be manifest in our lives in 2022 in your beautiful name amen and glorious let's have coffee and go home no money joking awesome thank you musos emil's going oh uncle stew what's happening i'm not gonna fly to get but really yeah, we're just grateful for that Emil and folks like him who are musos and whose livelihood and everything have been either decimated or affected by regulations are starting to find newfound freedom and finances and all those beautiful things that, that come with it. Amen. Glory, yes. Can you hear me in the cheap seats? <laughs> Awesome. <clears throat> thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, I'm a bit skiff. I just need to try and... Um, no, I don't know what to do. So, um, I'll just try stand like this. So that I look... I, 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 I look uh, okay. Awesome. Fantastic. And it's just... How many of you are excited about 2022? Here, I want to take all your excitement. I want to marinate it with the presence of Holy Spirit. I want to bind it with the goodness that God has for you and declare that it becomes even more exciting, more full of hope, more wild, more wonderful, more of everything as we embrace and pursue Holy Spirit. We can only get all that God wants for us when we embrace and go where He is leading us in and taking us. Amen. I've only got 162 pages of my introduction, so I don't think I'm going to get to... Uh, okay. Are we going to have fun this morning? Yes. I'm committed to having a, a whole, lot of, whole lot of fun. Awesome. So, I'm, I'm betwixt and between. And hopefully in a good way. I'm, there's just so much that I am excited for, so much I'm wanting us to embrace this this year and I'm going oh Lord where on earth do we start what is the best way to try and kick off this year and we put a couple of things together as leadership of the way that we are, are planning and dreaming and then for me to try and take some of the the roster and say Lord what is the spirit behind the roster and try and marry roster to to spirit and all of those things and I think one of the challenges for me is I 
I really, really, really want to see people grow and, and become more of what God has in store for them. I was speaking to somebody during the course of the week, and they're saying, Stuart, what is the one passion that drives you? And I think for me, it's to see lives transformed. To see people coming, I, 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 don't, I don't even see people coming to faith because they can just become so blasé and, 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 you know, out there. I want to see lives. I want to see people transformed because of their faith and their freedom. I want to see people grow and mature. I want to see people kick depression and frustrations into touch. I want to, now I want to see people, you know, really... I want to walk down the, down the, 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 the aisles of pick and pay and just go, believer, 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 on the way, on the way, on the way. Because you can just see the people who are full of joy and, 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 and full of hope. I want to be able to see as canners. I want to see colors and means. I want to see angels that traveled. I want so much more. I want my life to be so transformed this year that everybody sees you and goes, what on earth do you have? What are you on? I want to say that the best drug you can possibly get is Holy Spirit. That there is nothing that gives you more joy than Holy Spirit. There's nothing that transforms your life more than Holy Spirit. There's nothing that gives you more hope and more happiness and helps you overcome more than Holy Spirit. And I say, oh, Father, what, how do we, how do I allow that to be something of what we want to experience during the course of this year? I think one of my greatest frustrations and when, when people give up because of hurts or frustrations or they just go into marking time and I, I, I remember very little from army but the, in army it was like what what's it makiring pass yeah I said louder makiri pass where you are just spending so much energy and effort and going nowhere I'm tempted to say Mark and Johan come up and give us a demonstration but it's just like marking time you are just like running on the spot and you are getting exhausted and you're going nowhere and I get so frustrated because sometimes I honestly believe that I see believers who are getting exhausted and going nowhere and then they're, they're burnt out, they're frustrated, and they go, well, I'm just going to stop and give up because God said I'm too tired to do anything. I go, no, God just said what you do must change. Mm. And if I look back on, on the, the year, and I think part of it for me is that our kids have all, like Alexander's left school going to varsity, Paige is going into, into matric, Hannah's going to third year. And, and so at the end of the year, we all can't wait for the grades. Will your grades allow you to do more? Will your grades promote you into new experiences? Will, you, will your grades allow you to go into new areas of what it is that you feel that you call to in your careers or your things? Will your grades allow you to, allow you to do the career that you, you want to do? Or will, your, will the fact that you did a lot of hard work and moved nowhere prevent you from going into the next grade? Have you done all the hard work but just done it badly or poorly or just gone through the motions and therefore you can't go into everything and maybe you just got to come back and I'm looking at this thing saying Holy Spirit am I better off at the end of 2021 that you are giving me a promotion into my sphere of influence are you giving me a, a promotion into my gifting into my calling are you going to allow me to see angels this year because I've been faithful in, in, in getting to know you in 2021 am I going to grow in you or am I just going to go around the circle am I going to go around the mountain for another 40 years before you bring me into the promises that you have for me and for me one of the greatest joys is when I see people 
moving into the promises that God has for them. And one of my greatest frustrations is when I see people going around the mountain again and again and again. It's gone quiet. I'm glad this is not sparkling water, otherwise people online would think I'm drinking champagne. So how do we make sure that we are going from one degree of glory to another? How do we make sure that we are progressing into the more of God? I, I, I want so much more of Him. I want to enjoy. Above all, I just want to understand Him more. Because by understanding and knowing Him more, the overflow of that will be, I will just love other people more. The more I love Jesus, the easier it is for me to love everybody else. The more I understand my identity in Him, the easier it is for me to pray for the sick with an expectation that they get healed and to give prophetic words that actually change lives and directions that allow us to swim upstream. And for me, it's summed up at the moment and I'm reserving my right to change my title next week. I think it's summed up in discipleship. Come and follow, go and make. Acts is the only book in the Bible that never ended. Acts is the only book in the Bible that, in my understanding, is the book that keeps on giving. 2,000 years later, we are still living the book of Acts. The Acts of the Holy Spirit encountering the Acts of the disciples of Jesus. And you and I are disciples of Jesus before we disciples of Stu or Real Life Church or one another. We are disciples of Jesus. Holy Spirit, won't you allow me to become a better, greater, more effective, more efficient, more holy, more true, more intimate, more transparent disciple of you? In this season, I believe that we need to find our footing again. We come back to the story that God has planted in us. It's not saying we're going back to that, but God, what is the story? What is the nuance that you have planted me in? into God you've called me for such a time of this I am just so grateful I was born in a season with hot water and microwaves I would not have liked I would not have wanted to make a fire every time I wanted hot water I would have learned to be like Mark and rather shower in cold water than to make a fire and become smoky and, and dirty everything, every time. I'm so glad I wasn't born in the dark ages. I'm so glad I'm not born in, in, the, in the years to come because I just like have phobias about flying around in a car and not crashing over four ways more. I'm so glad, God, that you called me for this season. So, God, what is it that you have planted me into in this season? What is the gospel that you want? What is the acts that you want me to do that there will be a stew story in the gospel of Acts? Where the first followers began to give their lives to Jesus. 2,000 odd years later, we get the opportunity to write a chapter in the book of Acts. What am I doing? What are the acts that I'm doing as a disciple of Jesus that will bring others into the fullness and knowledge of all that he is? I believe that in this next season, we must be one. We must focus on intentional relationships. We must focus on the things that God has called us to do, and we must focus on discipleship. We have to get back to the basics. And this is what Jesus encouraged us to do. I think this is what real life are called to. 
We're called to reach the lost, equip the saints, and deploy one another into ministry. We've got to be able to have outreach. We have to be able to invite our friends to church. We have to be able to go and be church in the boardroom, in the school. We have to take the church out of the building and go and introduce. We can't wait for the fish to jump into the boat. We have to go out there. We have to equip people. It's not just leading people to Christ. It's being saying, you can be more. I think one of the most unfair things we can do is tell people that Jesus gives them life and life to the full and let them live the rest of their life in a shadow of what they're able to. Just because sometimes we're embarrassed to be able to do the hard work or the hard conversations. No, I want you to come to Christ because I want to see your life transformed. And that's how we equip people. But then why is your life transformed? So that you can go and equip and change and do something to somebody else. That somebody else's life is transformed. It's the reaching, equipping and deploying. Friends, if we're not doing this, what on earth are we doing? Because discipleship for me is the beautiful work of God. It's the beautiful, glorious, stunning, creative and redemptive work of God. Is to be able to go and make disciples of all nations and all peoples in 2020 and 2021 there's been a two years of pandemic i think so many people have said that this has been two years of persecution and two years of all these things it has been hard times it has been the most frustrating times and it has not been two years of persecution Historically, we see that persecution brings fundamental growth and maturity to the bride. Persecution allows the church to rise up and overcome. In times of persecution, people run into the Holy Spirit because they know that they need God. Persecution often means people falling to the knees because they want someone to help them overcome. It's the redemptive restoration of one another to, to each other and to our King. But unfortunately, I think the past two years have not led people to church. They've led people into a tortoise tendency. And I just tried to rhyme, but a tortoise mentality. And what do I mean by that? Sometimes for right reasons, sometimes for legislative reasons, but often for dwarf reasons. We've just tucked our heads into our homes. We've put our heads into our shells. We've bunkered down into hibernation, thinking one day when everything is hunky-dory, I'll pop my head out and carry on with life. And so we've taken the decision to mark time, McKeady pass, and stay stationary. And God is saying, surely in these times, we must rise up as an example and as a beacon of hope to everyone. It's the reckless love of God that even in these times, there's no mountain he won't climb up, no wall he won't break down. But sometimes all we've done is carried on putting up the wall. I'm going to bunk it down. I'm going to stay in my shell. I'm going to stay in my home. I'm going to stay in my environment. I'm going to wait. I'm going to hibernate until things are comfortable enough for me to come out. And this has resulted in the surrender to the purpose and plan that God has for so many people. I honestly think that so many people have lost a portion or delayed a portion of their inheritance, of their calling, of their power, of their authority 
in the past two years. I think that the past two years has decimated discipleship. Be quiet. Okay, everyone go, Foxfire. At least we got one. Now I'm not even sure you're listening. Thank you, Johan. I'm just trying to see if there's a little bit of like, you know, have I put you to sleep? Have you all got into your tortoise shells? Foxfire? Foxfire. Okay, I've got four. Okay, last time. One, two, three, Foxfire. Foxfire. Okay, fine. I even got Yanula in the cheap seats. Thank you, Yanula. But surely the church should thrive and surely the church should not just survive in these times. In these seasons, we should be finding out more about the why and the what and the wider missions of not what God has out there, but what does God have for you in your story for now? It's the upside down, it's, sorry, it's the upside down, inside out ways of the kingdom. Okay, so we'll make it legal. We'll go to our Bibles from Acts 8 for at least today. So you can flip up your, your phone. You're not allowed to, if, you, if you're reading your Bible on, on your phone, you're not allowed to play Solitaire or Minecraft. And even TikTok is banned for the next half an hour. Acts 8 from verse 26. As for Philip, an angel of the Lord said to him, like as for Trevor, an angel of the Lord said to him, Gives me goosebumps. Go south down the desert road that runs from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out and he met, uh, so he started out and he met the treasurer of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under the queen of Ethiopia. The eunuch had gone to Jerusalem to worship and now he was returning. Seated in his carriage, he was reading aloud from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The Holy Spirit said to Philip, Go over and walk alongside the carriage. So Peter ran up. See, he's got the, he's got the metaclade where you do get gym. So he had like energy. So Philip ran up, heard the man reading from the prophet Isaiah, and Philip asked, Do you understand what you're reading? The man replied, How can I understand unless someone instructs me? He was going through the motion. And Philip replied, Oh yes, Jesus! I know now why you sent me an angel. I know why you gave me a bizarre command to go and walk down that road. Why on earth are you telling me to go and walk alongside that carriage? Because a man was reading something that he did not understand. And the eunuch urged Philip to come up into the carriage and sit with him. The passage of scripture he had been reading was this. He was dead like a sheep to slaughter, and as the lamb is silent before the shearers, he did not open his mouth. He was humiliated to receive no justice, and it carries on. As they rode along, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, Look, there's some water. Why can't I be baptized? He ordered the carriage to stop, and they went down to the water, and Philip baptized him. When they come up under the water, the Spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away. The eunuch never saw him again, but went along on his way rejoicing. Meanwhile, Philip found himself further north at the town of Azus. He preached the good news there and every town along the way until he came to Caesarea. I think it's just so amazing. I want these signs and wonders. I, you know, I'm saying, oh, Father God, won't you just send me to Belisha, but please make sure you spoke right. I don't want to end up in Baghdad. You know what I mean? Lord, you know, send me to like Belito. I'm happy to go to Belito, but just like, you know, I don't want to go to Bangladesh. You know, Father God, won't you send me? Just saving toll fees in like six hours is amazing. But the, the strange thing for me is, 
after spending time with Philip, the eunuch wasn't perplexed that suddenly he was gone. You know, it doesn't go, oh, and he was so confused by what, what happened. No, he had had this encounter. He got baptized, and in the space of, I don't know, like an hour or so, it just became normal for him to hear something, to have an encounter with God, to be baptized, and for the person who was be baptizing him and teaching him to disappear, and he just carried on. Oh Lord, won't you do that again? Father God, won't you allow us to hear you, to go alongside people, not wait for them to come to us? Won't you, Holy Spirit, allow us to hear you? We go alongside that carriage. We hear what they're saying. We don't jump in and tell them what we're thinking. We hear what they're saying. We bring sense to what they're saying. Their lives get changed and transformed. Then they see water and then they go, Hey, dude, it makes sense. Baptize me. Instead of asking, Guys, please, we haven't had a baptism for six months. Let's just, no, come. Who hasn't, you know, who's, who's in for a jacuzzi next Sunday? No, let's, but like, no, when the lost get saved, they get an account and they say, I want to be baptized. Oh Lord, won't you do that again? Friends, are we willing to go where Jesus sends us so that somebody can find true faith, have their lives changed and be baptized and then God can move us on to the next city, the next task, the next mission, the next something. God will move us on if we're faithful to what it is. But maybe we're just marking time. Maybe God has asked us to do something and we're just not going to go to that carriage. We're not going to go and do it because we're on our treadmill getting exhausted doing the wrong thing and God is saying, if only you will go and do this because then I can take you to this. When we mature and we grow and we're, oh, I can go on for like weeks and I probably will. In Acts 1, all, let's say all, all. one more, all. the believers gathered and prayed together. Oh, yeah. All the believers gathered and prayed together. So what we are going to do, once a month on a Wednesday evening, I'm going to ask all, all. the believers to gather together and pray together. Why? Because it is a process that happens for us to go through and fulfill the things that God has called us to. There's a process that's happened when gather together in unity, in purpose, in oneness, to be able to be all that God has called us to. In Acts 2, the disciples gathered and the Holy Spirit turned up when all were gathered together and this was the promise of God and the promise of God was that they were empowered and they were empowered when all were gathered together and so what we're going to do is on uh, on uh, the, the, the next month on the Friday evening we're going to have a Holy Spirit evening my thought at this stage is that we'll do it around a bonfire we'll, you can bring a picnic you can bring something and we're just going to have an evening of soaking in in the Holy Spirit, of wanting and asking the Holy Spirit, when oh. of us are gathered, won't you come and, and bring your power? I want to see the angels arrive. I want to see the flames come down. But the Holy Spirit, that's why I'm taking the blue gums down. I have an expectation. I'm only joking now. <laughs> a, a bit of poetic license. I, I'm trying to justify lying from the pulpit. You know, I'm having all the, all the blue gums taken down. So when the fire of God comes, our house doesn't burn down. <laughs> 
you know. So, but like Holy Spirit, so, so every second month we're going to have a Friday evening at this stage and we're all going to come oh. and we're going to say, as we come, Holy Spirit, won't you come and empower us? Won't you come and show us? Won't you allow new things of the Holy Spirit? Won't you allow angels to come? Holy Spirit, we want all to come and all of us are together. And then Acts 4, oh. the disciples gathered and God shook the room. The believers shared their possessions and the spirit of unity and compassion and discipleship and the glory of God was there when all the people gathered and they met together as one. We cannot expect the things that we want God to do when we sit in our rooms and online and do not get together. We just cannot. Why? Because it is not what God wants. You can't say, I want to do what God wants to do, but I'm not going to do it the way that God wants to do it. And God has defined a way and a process to bring accountability, to bring maturity, to bring growth, and to bring His kingdom into our lives. And they all broke open their lives, and they lived together as one. They did not just break open the scriptures. They did not just break open their time. They did all this to live life together, life in life and life on life. Friends, the amazing thing for me is if we do this, we don't, we, 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 we don't, in the new country, we don't go and obey all the commandments. We don't go and obey law. We don't have to do all of those things to, to get the fullness of God. We get to live because what Jesus has done for us. And when we, and, and when we just do what God has told us to, get together, be together, live as family, devote your life to Him, follow Jesus, do, go out, then we get to experience all the things the Holy Spirit has in store for us. And in Acts 8, the believers were scattered. There is a theme in the book of, in the book of Acts. The believers, the believers gathered to pray, were filled with the Holy Spirit, gave their lives, were scattered. Fantastic teamwork. So then in chapter 8, the strange thing that then happens is the, becomes the, and as for Philip. The book of Acts suddenly becomes from the all to the personal. There is a shift that's happening in the church at the moment where the all needs to change the personal. We need to change the personal responsibility, the commitment to growth, to the as for Peter, to the as for Philip, to the as for Ina, to the as for Rebecca, to the as for Anne, to the as for Johan, to the as for Brachy, to the as for Andrew. As for Stu, what is God doing in this story, in this time, in my book of Acts? Philip got his own chapter and I don't believe it was just for Philip it's the as for Philip the as for Paul the as for Richard the as for Ash there are all kinds of disciples but this book hones in on one man's story it is if it's portraying that each one of us has an unrivaled chapter in our book of Acts and that's why for me the book of Acts is a never-ending book what is your chapter in the book of Acts, and as for Brechi, the angel of the Lord appeared to her and told her, and she did. And then somebody came to faith. The lives were transformed, and they said, Brechi, won't you baptize me and lead me into more of what Holy Spirit has for me? In the kingdom of God, when we step into discipleship, it moves the vagueness 
from the all. There are so many, in my view, believers who aren't, or Christians who aren't believers, who aren't disciples, who can bring this vague thing and live in the vagueness, but actually don't break in to the personal power that God has for them in the context of the way that God wants it. They're all kind of believers. And at some stage, we have to move from the all into what is yours. What is it that God has called you to? The friends, we can never get to the all, to, we can never get the personal without being involved with the all. Because in Scripture, everything happens in the all. They all gathered, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, they gave their lives to one another, they were all in unity, they were all in one, and then as for so-and-so, God was able to do the most amazing, miraculous, life-changing, heaven-changing, eternal things with that person out of the all. If it's not started in the all, I want to suggest to you that it's part of a cult. I wish I could sit down with each and every one of you and ask you what is your and as for Mark. What is God asking you to do? To take your place in your chapter in the ongoing book of Acts. And so even as a, as, as a community, we, we're going to, to redo some of the stuff down there and start off by creating a classroom. So we're going to start that work on Wednesday this week so that we can start with one classroom and have something for children to, to get involved with. Why? Because Holy Spirit, are we out of the all, we need to send as for the who's going to walk up alongside the children and be able to help them. I wish I could get together with each and every one of us and what is your as for, but I can't. One, because it's not a, it's not a hierarchy towards stew. But it's a, it's a unity and accountability within the family under God's ordained plan of a local eldership-driven church. So I'm going to initiate a couple of changes as we go forward into 2022. So once a month, I'm going to have, and I try to be creative, and so on your, on your um, calendar, and this calendar is a draft, because there may, maybe I'm just wanting to put forward the, the things I'm thinking at the moment. So on your calendar, once, once a, a month, there's a coffee met stew. And I just try to prove that we are a, 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 a um, bilingual church. So once a month, there's going to be a coffee with stew on a Monday evening. And all that is, it's an opportunity for you, whether it's like two people or 20 people, to come here at Hopper Six on a Monday evening, once a month, and we just chat together, ask your questions, what, what, share your vision, share your dreams, share your heart, ask you know, what is happening with venue, why are you cutting down the trees, can we have herbal coffee, I want to provide celery for snacks on Sunday, or you know, this is the angel that appeared in my vision and my dreams during the course of the week. So we're going to have an opportunity for us to be able to get to know one another more once a month at our home. Another thing we're going to do is we're going to change and transform what we currently call life groups. Life groups at the moment started with the need to include everybody when we were in lockdown. But for too many people, that's created the tortoise tendency. And so we are going to tweak life groups in the next couple of, 
hopefully in the next like, two weeks. I want life groups to become far more relational, far more in-person. No, no, stop. I want life groups to become intentional. I want life groups to be in-person. I want life groups to be discipleship-oriented. I want discipleships to be, uh, home groups, life groups to be relationally connected. So we're going to slowly dissolve the life groups that we currently have on, on the, the group at the moment. For those who aren't willing or able to get involved with an in-person life group, then we'll create a group for you so that you still have the opportunity to bless us with setting up on a Sunday morning. Um, but at this stage, I put in a diary that every second week on a Tuesday night, I think it was. Um, did I? I'm looking at we're going to have life group. So how's it going to work? So France and Brecky are going to start house group um, pr- primarily with their... And again, I'm not saying that that life group becomes a house group because logistics or people or things might tweak and change. But France and Brecky are going to be starting a home... I'm, I'm calling it home group at the moment just to differentiate between what's a home group and what's a life group. So France and Brecky are going to be doing a... A life group. Ina is going to be doing a life group. There's one or two other people that I'm hoping to connect with during the course of the next week to get at least four, maybe five life groups going to happen. And I do appreciate the folk from the Dagestan Retirement Village. I don't want to dishonor you. So we're going to do something on Wednesday mornings at 10 o'clock in the Dagestan Retirement Village where we can connect in the Retirement Village and then you don't have to drive at night. Um, so that will be at least three that we're going to start in the next fortnight or so. And I want you to speak to one or two more of you with regards to, to doing that. So that's going to be a relational, in-person, high-priority time so that we can get together with one another, so that all people can get together. They can all pray. They can all have an encounter with the Holy Spirit. They can all be empowered. They can get to know one another. They can get to pray for one another. They can get to support one another. And again, it breaks down the hierarchy where everything comes through me. I lead this church. I'm the visionary senior elder of this church, but I am not anything close to what some of you think I am. I, I don't have the capacity. I can't spell. I can't write. Sometimes my EQ is atrocious. And sometimes, to be honest, on a Sunday afternoon, I'd rather watch the news and fall asleep at the Sunday Times than have another, another meeting. So it, and I can't be the bottleneck for it. So, but again, it's just not the way God wants it. God said that they met in each other's homes. They broke bread. And he pitched up. And he encouraged. And he loved and that's where the God designs it. So back to you, as for Philip. God tells him to go down that road, to go along that side that carriage. God is taking Philip to an interaction. In your life, as for Lionel, what interaction is God taking you into that will lead to a conversation, that will lead to a transformation, that will lead to a baptism, that will lead to a change so that the cities and the regions are be influenced I'm not one I don't want a Christian government I don't want Christian I want people who are believers in in government I want people who are Christians leading our finances I want people who are who are, are, are believers spiritual believers leading our education I want people who are believers in charge of our security and all of those things 
But we've got to take people into those places. The, the Christians need to rise up in their sphere of influence, not just be voted in because they attend church every second, every second Sunday. And the amazing thing is Philip did what God had called him to. He ended up going to change. He had no idea who was on that road. He had no idea who was in that carriage. It made no sense to him. But when he was obedient to personal responsibility for it, he was able to change the life and lead and baptize the treasurer of Ethiopia, who's under the authority of the queen. And that person was so changed and transformed. It doesn't carry on the same, but I doubt that if somebody gets such an encounter because you meet with them, that their lives are changed, that before you, within the next 20 minutes, they say, please can we stop on the side of the Yuxke so that I can just be baptized. And then you disappear supernaturally, that that person doesn't go back and tell their colleagues, guess what just happened to me? You have got to have what I've just had. I, I'm sure I saw an angel. I don't think the guy said, oh, I, I saw Peter, you know, or, or, or Philip. He might have said, I, I saw Philip. But he, he would go, I, I saw this, this person. This person must have been from God because this person just came and brought clarity to me. And he opened up the scriptures and my life was changed. And then he baptized me and then he disappeared. Like Trevor's angel. And you go, oh, Lord, bring another one next week. That's what, that's what our, our week should be like. When we get together in discipleship and accountability and do things that God has called us to do, I would imagine that there are hundreds of untold stories, books of Acts stories that are taking place. I want to suggest in heaven there are millions and millions of as for Mark, as for Candace, as for Ali, as for Alex, as for stories. And we're going to spend eternity hearing about them all. When I get to heaven one day, I want to ask God some important things. God, won't you just explain hormones to me? You know, God, won't you explain the mosquito to me? Let alone teenagers. But Lord, I want to understand hormones. I want to understand teenagers. I want to understand why Noah just didn't smack twice and malaria was gone. But I want to hear the story of 2,000 odd years as for Peter, and as for Ali, and as for Anne, and as for Rita. I want to hear them on Sunday mornings. As for Jane, as for Kara. But part of the story of the eunuch is he, um, I'm wrapping up. One of the parts of the eunuch is here's someone who journeyed from Ethiopia to Jerusalem. And again, he didn't catch like, you know, the... Kalula, now that Kalula's up there again. The, the journey from Ethiopia to Jerusalem was one of significant planning, of sacrifice, of, pur of, pur of purpose, of perseverance, of hard work. He made the effort to go to Jerusalem. Why? Because he was hungry for something of God. It says that he had been worshipping in Jerusalem. I don't think he went to a weekend conference. Somebody in those days didn't travel from Ethiopia to Jerusalem to hear the guest speaker at so-and-so by the river on Sunday night. He went there for a chunk of time 
and learned all that he could. He had been studying the Word of God. How do I know this? Well, I don't, but I'm guessing that he went for a chunk of time and he was so wrapped up in it because he was reading it on the flight home. And he was reading it aloud. He was going through all that he heard, all that he had been taught. So he had been there. And the sad thing for me is he had not encountered Jesus. So here is a man who worships, but never had an encounter with Jesus. Because the scriptures made no sense. And there was no life in them. He is leaving Jerusalem. And it's almost as if he is crying out for an encounter. He doesn't want to leave without an encounter. And the encounter didn't come through the conference. The encounter didn't come through learning the scriptures. The encounter didn't come through worship. The encounter came through the person of Jesus. Through discipleship, through relationship. And for me, that is part of the theme that I want you to massage into us for this year ahead. The eunuch had an encounter with Philip, which gave him an encounter with Jesus that changed his life forever. It's discipleship. It's a plan and the purpose of heaven. It's what we are called to. Ali, Ali mentioned early on that ask God if you should get involved with something. I want to suggest that you also come and ask me. Not because you can't hear God for yourself. But I know so many people who tell me, I heard God, he said I must leave church. I heard God, he said, I don't have to get over a fence. It's their fault. I heard God, he said, whatever. I'm going to, I, I, I'm not going to do something because God hasn't told me to do it. I'm going, I, I, I think I should be leading band next Sunday because, you know, God told me to do it. You know, but it, it's not just the God card with, with all due respect. Sometimes you just do things because you're a believer. Sometimes you just do things because you're a son or daughter of God. You don't have to ask God, should I pray for someone to be healed? No, if you see someone, pray for them. You don't have to ask God, should I be integrated into a local church? The answer is yes. If God says you shouldn't, then I have, I have issues with you hearing God. If God says you don't have to mature or grow, I have issues with the way that you hear God. If God says you, don't, you, you can do your own thing, your own way, whenever you want to, and you don't have to be accountable, I have issues with the way you hear God. I'm just saying it as it is. I'm happy to be wrong, but I don't think I'm wrong. I'm not happy to be wrong. But I accept that I could be wrong. So my question to you is this. And as for Gary, Brecky, Jan, Andrew, William, Mark, Candice, John, Anne. And as for you, what story has God put you in for this season? So that you can shine and be an example. That you can grow and mature. That you can move into the next season. That you can experience all God has for you. That the people around you can experience all God has for you. And as for Stu, what am I doing to grow and mature so I'm not marking time? 
that I'm not getting exhausted going through the process, but I can be energized going through his kingdom. And friends, that must come from relationship. It must come from being a disciple. It's not just being a Christian. It's being a follower of Jesus. And there is a fundamental difference. Included in that, Candice, are you able to give me a, a, a synopsis of at home? At, 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 sorry, um, at, at the table. So part of that is we are tweaking and changing some of the things that we are are doing and one of them is there's going to be a once a month at the table that Mark and Candace are going to um, okay but, but there's my get out of jail free card no that's fine no I'm cool <laughs> so from this Tuesday it doesn't have to be from this Tuesday okay. um, no don't 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 do it from this don't Tuesday not. yeah okay from next month so what um what's on my heart really is to really just gather what we've done is we've called it at our table and so we're opening our home for two evenings a month um, and we're calling it at our table to literally come and sit at our table and have conversations impartation and teaching um, around the things of the spirit around the prophetic around doing life one of the the things on my heart being prophetic is literally if i can call it almost like an orphanhood around the prophetic because there's been so much prophesy leave prophesy leave and there's been no pastoring of the prophetic word and so it's really just a maturing a discipling in the area of the things of the prophetic how do we draw it into our daily lives how do we actually live it and how do we become culture to disciple those around us at our home, 6.30 Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Fantastic. So that'll be a Tuesday and a Wednesday once a month. It'll be that So you have to go for Tuesday and Wednesday. And then the next month is somebody else's turn. So it's not every Tuesday it's and every Wednesday is you. So it's one month, Tuesday and Wednesday. And the next month, a different. And we're going to limit it to a handful of people. So if you want to be in on the first one, let Mark and Candace know soon because it's literally at the table. And when the table is full, we're not going to buy a new table. We're just going to like shift over to the next month. So get, get in there first. If you can't get in there first, then put your name down for the waiting list for the, for the following month. But it's going to be a, a, a fantastic time of equipping. It's totally different to my evening. My evening is predominantly around relationships and accountability and getting to know one another at the table at sorry at our table is around equipping for the things that we are are called to any questions are you sure who wants coffee who wants cake fan, fan. Absolutely, please trace and then you, you, you know, I didn't hear. What's the question? But thanks, Tracy. I appreciate you doing my ironing. Um, 
<laughs> no, no, but I just want to honor Tracy. I, that, that was a flippant remark that was absolutely, you know, uncalled for and, and inappropriate. Um, thanks for doing my ironing. But, but I just want to honor you for all that you do behind the scenes and just hold us yes. to account and, and things like that, you know. Um, yeah, so really good. So again, Single Life Workshop, um, the introductions end of, end of Jan, it'll go through February, March. Any questions, please speak to Ali. If you know any single people, please speak to Ali. If you are a single person, speak to Ali. If you would like to help, please speak to Ali. I am segueing to Ali. Um, with, 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 with single life. Any other questions? Yonola. Yonola, I've got a couple of copies here, but this diary is just a draft. So on it, it says draft diary, do, you know, um, and it's just to be able to slowly explain what we are doing. Uh, and that's why it's printed in, in grayscale as well, because um, I was trying to save ink because I've got a new printer now. Um, so. By next week, I'm hoping that I would have redone the hymn books. That's been a nightmare for me. I'm really back into, I put it, I don't know. I've got to type everything out. My copy and paste isn't working. And then I'll do a new hymn book for next week. I'll rebind it for next week. Next week, you'll have a proper uh, um, uh, diary, a diary calendar. for a calendar for the, for the next two months. Um, hopefully, in the next 10 days, I'll have all of those things on the website as well. There is a calendar on our website. So if you go to, if you, if you lose your piece of paper or it's not on the fridge or you turn it into a shopping list and left it a pick and pay, on our website there's a calendar. On our calendar there will be all the times for all the things. Um, so we'll, so all it will communicate all that. So this is a draft just to get the ethos out. Um, it's, a, uh, it's a fairly decent draft, um, but I will make sure that you get a proper one next week. But I've got spare here so that you can take it and, and tweak it. Um, I'm gonna add the, uh, the, the village group um, on Wednesday mornings from in, in, uh, I'll find out that but probably in like two weeks time we might start the the, the um, home group at the at the village any other questions none to I will do that as well, yes. Super, we decide by Wednesdays. Usually. <laughs> Except yesterday. <laughs> no, but, yeah, but then I, I, I knew what was happening. So we'll try to put the, it out on, on, the, on, like, as soon as you know, like, Wednesday. But you have it on your phone, then you can read your, your phone as well. Um, any other questions or comments? I've, I've spoken a lot, but... Does it make sense? Do you feel inspired? Do you have concerns? Yes. You, we kind of heading into an extraordinary, amazing, dynamic, fabulous time. And oh yes, Father, thank you, Holy Spirit, thank you, Jesus, thank you. I thank you that we have a life worth living. That even in the midst of our frustrations and our irritations and the microwave that breaks and the remote that won't work we get to love you and love you to the full i thank you for friends i thank you for this group of friends i thank you for our church our community i thank you for all that you've called us to all that are going to be added to it may we have fun this year 
Father, I ask for signs, wonders, and miracles like we've never seen before. Yes. Press pause. You can open your eyes because lots of you close your eyes when you pray. The gist of it is there are so many folk who are looking for a secret sensitive. I'm not being derogatory. A one-hour meeting, what does a Sunday morning look like? My position is we want our connections to be spiritful. And that's what we're hungering after. So we are planning so that the signs, wonders, miracles, expectations, transportation, teleportation, I don't know the correct ter terminology, <laughs> angels, become the norm. We, we, we're hungry after that. We know that we've got it, but I don't see it every day. I know that I am healed. I don't feel healed yet. But I'm, I'm clinging on to that. So I can live in the fact that I'm scripturally, theologically, Jesus overcoming healed but the reality is I'm still working through my healing you know and one day I'll be told I'm cancer free and I'm in you know and that but until then I live like I'm healed I believe I'm healed I'm just walking through the process and it's the same with all sorts of other things but friends the most amazing miracle isn't an angel appearing it's not a ear opening it's a life coming to faith because that happens forever Amen. the other things I, I want that I, I want the angels because for me it's like show and tell let me show you the angel and then explain the God of that angel let me show you how much God loves you by healing you and then tell you about the amazing God who has just healed you I, I, I'm so excited about our worship evenings if we all come together and embrace it and do it and it becomes you know um, I, I, I'm quite happy if God with insurance Candace I need to look at my insurance if God wants to to burn down a tree because we're having something and he wants to demonstrate something you know when, when I got saved I had the most amazing experiences of supernatural I used to I, I levitated at a place called Debron in Holland like 25, 26 years ago, for like half an hour in, in the middle of a conference, I went through a plate glass window where God just threw me. I'm hoping it was God. I believe it was. <laughs> and I went through a plate glass window in a building, a shatterproof wall. And eventually the church paid for the insurance because the insurance company turned it down because it was an act of God and they wouldn't pay for the for, for the for the for for the repairs. And these are lots of people that most of you know or I can tell you who they are were there. They saw it. Okay, Father God, that is what I want for all of us. That's what I want above all else. And good coffee and great cake that tastes good but it's sugar free in his awesome name. Amen and glory. Thank you for listening. 